This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and they say that drinking takes the edge off, which I can attest to. I'm all edges, baby. I'm a fucking dodecahedron up here. (laughs) (laughs) Taking us back to Sesame Street, Babs Gray. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brandy Posey, and uh, I really hope the rowing machine from House of Cards is still working. Uh, (laughs) That was a good rowing machine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Tess Barker, and it is very funny that it costs money to run a marathon. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Welcome to the show, everybody. Ooh, Get, baby. Getting into the end of the year. Oh, my God. Time passed yet again. How? I don't get it. Also, like, I mean, in the episode, we record this before, but, like, we talk in this episode a little bit about feeling stretched thin, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I honestly looked at my calendar, and I was like, I think I have every hour planned until Halloween. If I could be as thin as my calendar, can you even imagine? Can you even? And I'm yeah. still like, I'm still like, oh, maybe I could do like a 7 a.m. breakfast with you. Or we could do like midnight coffee. Or Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we could just like send, if we can just schedule to like send an emoji thumbs up to each other at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let me get a Google, a Google invite to a text message, please. Because yeah, <laughs> it's like, be... I don't know. I'm kind of jealous of misanthropes because like I am obsessed with my friends mm-hmm. and it's stressful because I always want to be hanging out with them. But I have like, <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Yeah. It's hard when you're like a super social person and you have a 10,000 things to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the listener, if you want to add it to your calendar, we have a Zoom show this Sunday. It's mm-hmm. our second to last Zoom. of the year. Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, come hang out with us. They're always such a good time. And uh, you can get tickets at ladysunday.eventbrite.com. Also, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you get discount tickets. And we haven't shouted out our Patreon for a second. We're just doing y'all. We're doing solids over there. That's not the way to say it. We're dropping deuces. We're doing solids. So if, you, if one lady to lady isn't enough, well, how about two? Yeah. How about a Eight. number two? We're finally eating solids over there. Um, yeah. No, it's just we have monthly bonus episodes. We have weekly bonus uh, segments. We do a lot of really fun shit over there. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out at patreon.com slash lady to lady. We're putting out just... Tons of stuff for you guys. We're putting out, baby. We are putting no. out for you. I, you know, Do there's it. some people who are new to the show that they've said where they've like, they're like, I've listened to everything, you know, all all the episodes over the last like three months, which is amazing. So hey, guess what? There's more for your fix. There's even more. There's more mm-hmm. of us hanging out and talking. Mm-hmm. You're tired of hearing your own voice in your head? Well, don't worry. There's even more content <laughs> to replace you can go it. To sleep we okay. are there. I have a question about that. Uh huh. I can't remember the exact joke I cracked to myself alone in my car yesterday, <laughs> but I did. Do mm-hmm. you guys do that? Yeah, of course. Okay. Like out loud, you'll make yeah. a joke that's only for you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Don't worry. You're not a psychopath. Okay. <laughs> you know what I think we need to do? We should add, this is going to be, maybe someone, maybe a Patreon subscriber wants to do this because they'll have access to the things. We need to add up how much time of content we actually have. Like our hours, uh, yeah. Like how many? What you could get accomplished while you listen to our entire catalog at once? Do we have so, enough to circumnavigate the world yet? Yeah, That's exactly. We need to figure out how yeah. far, how, how long of a road trip could you take and listen to us the entire time? Yeah, how many planes, trains, and automobiles? Right, exactly. So we'll. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if someone feels like doing that. I would say that we'll do it, but I won't. We so. don't. Have t- who has the time? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Someone. Want, I think that there's someone who about, actively wants to do it. We just talked about how all of us are like bleary eyed and like not even can't even like have to email while we're taking a shit. And we're like, maybe we should calculate. Yeah. What if we Math. just did a little bit? I'm putting it on you. I'm putting it on someone who actually wants to do this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I do want to plug real quick. I'm going to be on tour starting this weekend. I'm in Gainesville for Fest again. It's my sixth fest. I love it. And then I'll be in New Orleans. Austin, Houston, um, maybe Lubbock, Texas, waiting for that to happen. Ooh, Ooh. that'd be weird. Uh, Albuquerque, um, potentially Santa Fe, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, brandyposey.com for all the dates and deets. Or if you use the Bands in Town app, um, my dates are always up there as well. I'm recording an album in Humboldt, California, which I'm super excited about at the Savage Henry Comedy Club. So if you live in NorCal, oh my God, come out. Let's get high after the show. It is going to be super fun. And my... um. Monthly comedy show is called High Gear Comedy. It's the second Thursday of every month. So I've got one November 10th and one on December 8th at uh, the Airliner, which is a really cute bar in LA. So if you want to come check that out, come check my stuff. And I'm also doing my podcast, Babstinence, where I take a year off drinking and I interview other people who aren't drinking. uh, And that's still going on. So go check that out to hear me. I don't know. Sometimes talk by myself, which is really weird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah well I, all the things do we did we plug all of our things i feel fully plugged feel fully plugged <laughs> up super plugged who are we chatting with this week ladies oh my god what a what a catch what a gal she's so funny she's done just she has like an amazing body of work which we'll talk about on the show um but specifically right now she has a new special on peacock called lady killer that is really great, and she does have a book coming out in April as well that you can check out. Please enjoy our conversation with Jenna Friedman. By the way, before we get to today's episode, um, we wanted to let you know that Paste Magazine wrote up a really great article about us hitting 500 episodes and 10 years of podcasting. Claire Martin wrote the article. It's called, The Comedians Behind Lady to Lady Are the Patron Saints of Podcasting. No big deal. So you can read that. Um, We link to it on our link tree that's in our Instagram and Twitter bio. So yeah, please go read that, share it. It's a really awesome write-up and interview with us about, you know, staying friends over all this period of time and just the some of the challenges and fun things we've done in 10 years of podcasting. So go check that out in our link tree. Jenna, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. A little tired. There's been something. Everyone seems like they slept shitty last night. Anyone else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I kept listening to podcasts that, ha- that would stop and then I'd have to restart. I was like, this usually doesn't happen. I'm usually bored by <laughs> something within 10 minutes and I'm out. But mm-hmm. whatever. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's all good. Um, Jenna, you do look like you're glowing. Do you keep hearing that you're glowing? Is that are you at that phase in the pregnancy? Or it must is be that a, like a few it months. It must later? be a zoom filter. It's a zoom filter. <laughs> the glowing pregnant zoom filter. I am like I'm like a week away from popping. I'm just I'm 38 and a half weeks, um, which I didn't even wow. know about until like I didn't know about pregnancy until I got pregnant. Like I didn't know that like you breastfeed at night all the time for the first like you I do? didn't know when. Oh yeah. So apparently <laughs> like if you decide to go that route and breastfeed or if you can, it's like a, it's like a full-time job. You're literally doing it like every couple hours for the first, at least for the first weeks and then months, like you're, and you can pump. I don't, I didn't know any of this. I didn't yeah. know. And you know, we don't talk about it for obvious reasons, but um, of course, w- when there was like the formula shortage too, that was like such a big deal because in like from zero to six months, I don't think they can eat anything else. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I know. I know. It's comforting to me that you seem like a really smart on top of it woman and you don't, yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. know like basic human biology <laughs> that I didn't know yeah. until like literally three months into pregnancy. I was like, wait a minute, like you don't sleep. I thought like they ate when I ate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had obviously like a lot of mom friends and people in my family that have had kids and no one told me that. I just kind of thought, yeah, you just popped it out when you felt like it. I think I, I mean, I did hear that you don't ever sleep. I think I didn't know. Yeah. I've heard source. about that. Yeah. I think they're tired. So they're not talking and they're, sh- they're like shunned from society. So you don't really have conversations with like women who just had babies. I also yeah. feel really bad in retrospect, Jenna, because you're like, how are you? I'm like, I'm tired. I think it was the moon. I had insomnia. And you're like about to go into like the worst <laughs> sleep deprivation of your life. I know. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> how, do you, circadian rhythm. how do you feel like at this point? Because are, are you just like, are you trying to distract yourself until it happens? Or like, what are you, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm, I really like disassociated. I, it's not, it's weird to talk about because it's like, I never, I, 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 sh- I, I hope he doesn't like listen to my content, but I, I've never like, it's not something I wanted. I just was like, I know I'm not going to regret it. I'm like about to be 40. Let's try it. And my husband is amazing. I, I just, I didn't think it would happen mm-hmm. to be frank right away because I'm 39 and he like smokes a ton of weed. Right. Um, it's good birth so control. Was, yeah. <laughs> or you, or maybe. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. not, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's actually not I thought, good I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was, lady to lady does not condone, does not endorse yeah. the 39 year old plus weed method, yeah, 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 <laughs> no, I mean, and I do talk about this in the special, but I, I also have so many friends who struggle with fertility, so I don't want to seem like, uh, ableist, is that the word, I don't know, but I just, it was just, yeah, it's, it's, crazy and so I I haven't really prepped uh for it or thought much about it I'm just kind of hoping it all works out I don't know it's weird it feels very off-brand and out of body and I'm just like going through it (laughs) I get that I mean that's gotta be like such a trip because like your whole life you've never had another person in I mean you've had people inside of you (laughs) (laughs) okay But not a whole person. Ad- yeah. <laughs> Adults. <laughs> <Have some. laughs> not a, yeah. I've never had the whole dick and balls. <laughs> Quite a hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> your your special lady killers is out on Peacock. It's it's awesome. And you, you talk about being pregnant. At what point, like, 
did those jokes evolve like as pregnant as you were getting more pregnant or like how like getting more pregnant well, <laughs> you know what I mean no, showing I, I, I don't know I'm an aunt I don't know how to talk about it we're working on it <laughs> I sold the special without I wasn't pregnant I didn't I wasn't even I thought it would like take us a year and I wasn't even trying to be mm. pregnant like when I sold the special um I had a true crime show season two of the show that I'm that's coming out soon too Mm-hmm. that was like going into product, production and I didn't, I wasn't like thinking really about being pregnant in the back of my mind. I was like, Oh, that'd be funny. Like <laughs> conceptually to like be like doing a murder show while you're pregnant. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I got pregnant and then I was like, Oh, now I have an ending to the stand-up special. You know, like I, you know, I, I, I was like, Oh, this is going to be a really fun prop. Um, yeah, I love that joke that you have in the special too. It's real yeah. though. I mean, it's like, it's like, I don't know what it is to be like a guy with a belly getting on stage and just making people laugh. Mm-hmm. But like when you're a pregnant person, there's so much fun you can have. And there were jokes that I like dusted off. I had this like miscarriage joke that I told a while, like a while ago that um, I started telling very pregnant and it just like, it didn't work in the funniest way. Cause I knew that it worked when I wasn't pregnant, but then when you're pregnant and you're like, then you find these tags where like you're like if you don't laugh like you're gonna make me miscarry daring people and it's so fun anytime you can threaten the audience in a set is like it just feels good (laughs) yeah especially when like you know the joke works when you're not pregnant and so it gives you like more i don't want to say ammunition because i don't think gun references are helping anyone but like Mm -hmm. um ammunition yeah yeah yeah, and it's like because you're like i know i'm right because i know this works when like you don't see me as like a womb Mm. you see me as like a person Mm. um yes (laughs) that's also like um yeah it's so deep (laughs) so deep well yeah i mean that's also um i have a friend who's my stylist and i i'm sure you guys can relate but i think when you're a female comic on stage and a lot of us don't want to speak for all this like i don't really have a a sense of fashion Mm. um when you're shooting especially like what do I wear and it's like this yeah. really and how do I you know how do I dress I remember when I was like earlier into comedy there was this tendency for like whenever a female comic did a late night set they would just like automatically give us like smoky eye mm-hmm. it's like but we don't wear smoky eye why are we like doing a late night set with smoky eye and yeah like the first time I did I did this like set on axis or something and the makeup artist she just like she made me look like an uh, like if John Benet Ramsey had survived. Like I just looked like <laughs> all pageant queen. I had like a tan sheen yep. and pink lips, and I was like, "This looks weird." And she's like, "It's HD. It's HD. You need it." <laughs> and then I ended up looking like a total clown. And then the one who told me like, "Don't like don't trust the makeup people," was actually Judah Friedlander. It's so funny because his whole face <laughs> is just like a hat with a beard yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't t- don't trust makeup people what if they gave um, him a smoky eye and that's why he said that yeah that yeah. would have been i would have loved to see that, <laughs> that he make a beautiful woman but um <laughs> but then like back to like clothing because makeup is a whole separate thing like with clothing i didn't know what to wear and you know i was like and being pregnant i don't even know what to wear anyway preg- pregnant um but then we kind of landed on just like this black bodysuit or not bodysuit it's like a black jumpsuit that like the the thing I loved about it was that it it, it like blended into the curtain and you kind of mm-hmm. couldn't see my body and that mm-hmm. was like that was just like oh great and I, I don't need to make this about my body even though I do talk about it but because at, at first they were like well don't wear black you'll 
blend into the curtain. And I'm like, why is that bad? Especially if you're pregnant. Yeah. Isn't it good? Isn't it good to like? Yeah. Isn't not- that crazy? It is wild though, because like, <laughs> yeah, male comics don't have to think often usually don't have to think about their body when they go on stage. Like, it's not like, okay, I know everyone's looking at this first. So how do I negate yeah. whatever this oh, is? I, yeah. I, if I have a shirt that shows like the little, I'll go home and change if I'm showing like the little bit of cleavage before my set. I can't go on stage showing cleavage. Like, and people are like, yeah. oh yes, you can. If, if you just rock it, you can. And I'm like, no, I no. literally can't. It's the, it's, I, people will look yeah. at it. And like, I think we've, like, and I think like I've seen it evolve for sure, but I still like in my brain, I'm like, I feel very specific about what I'm like comfortable wearing yeah and like yeah. nipples like forget it anytime if like someone sees a nip it's like <laughs> oh. you're just never yeah you're not a comedian you're like a mommy you're a nipple <laughs> you're <Yeah>. a nipple <laughs> totally i i love the way this special looks i, I this cool it, it's you're talking about it, it's, it's amazing like never cutting to the audience it's this kind of like black really just like minimalist like you're, the focus is so much on you and your jokes and like we never look away from that at any point it's it's very cool Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, that was a conscious decision. Um, I ended up co-directing it with, um, Shannon, uh, Hartman, who's at, uh, um, I'm my, uh, arts and industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, we were, I, that's what I wanted. I like looked at like specials, like Bill Hicks, special, and you know, he never has audience cutaways and, mm-hmm. oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. I also love, I mean, obviously, like, following your comedy, I, I just love in general what a badass feminist you are. But, like, the hearing a really pregnant person speak frankly about abortion, like, in this time, I think it was really cool for you to use that opportunity to talk oh, yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, yeah, I mean, I think I was pregnant. I don't know if I was pregnant before the Supreme Court leak. I might have been. But it was just, like, with all that we knew it was going to happen. Oh yeah. I mean, from 2010, the kind of the writing was on the wall. And when I worked at the daily show, I always was like, I was like on the abortion beat and like just trying to get like abortion. <laughs> stories. I, got, I got one on the show and it was only cause it was like, so egregious is about like a fetus lawyer, which is a real thing mm-hmm. in Alabama. That was like oh, putting like teen wants an abortion in Alabama. She had to get like a judicial bypass where she, if her parents didn't let her get one, this is, back in the day now it's probably even more strict but then if the parents didn't allow her to get an abortion she could, could go to a judge and ask like and the judge would deem her mature enough to get an abort whatever mm-hmm. but then the state actually allocated like state funds from public defender services to these things they called guardian ad litems which were fetus lawyers that could basically put the teen on trial and represent the fetus and then then they could like appeal and like run out the clock. And like, that's how babies are made in Alabama. So it was so crazy. And then we actually got a fetus lawyer to sit down with us. Mm. Jessica Williams was a correspondent. It was a really good piece, but um, yeah, I mean, I was like, uh, yeah. So I wasn't shocked when this happened, but then knowing that you're, I mean, it, it, the reality of it wasn't shocking. And I'm also glad it happened before the midterms. But it really is scary. Like I had to drive through Ohio a couple, like a month ago. And I just remember thinking like, if, if there's a car crash or like, if anything happens on this road and I end up in like an Ohio hospital, the fetus will be fine, but I don't know if I will. And it's a scary feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And just, it's hard for me to like articulate, I guess, sometimes to people that don't aren't in our position, but like, 
even if you're not pregnant or even if you're, even if you have an IUD and there's no chance you're going to get pregnant, like the fact that we live in a society that views our lives. We're second class citizens, we're second class once, citizens. You are, once you're pregnant. Yeah. How do you not personalize that? I mean, yeah. it's, it's just so demeaning. And I also think like, you know, how do you get people to understand that? Um, there's like so many different uh, schools of thought of like messaging in terms of abortion. There's like the shout your abortion thing, which I admire mm-hmm. at the same time, there have been studies that have shown that that's not the most effective at getting people who don't agree to kind of get on your side. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something and I like made a joke about it, but it probably, I don't know, just the idea of like how to get men to care. You have to be like, you know, your future daughter, your mistress is forced to have, could someday need an abortion too. (laughs) Like make it about men, like your future daughter. She might, she might, or not even like forget abortion, ectopic pregnancy, like Mm -hmm. complications, all this shit. It's so crazy that we're in this moment where you guys all know this. Now I feel like I'm proselytizing, but it's like the laws are not based on science and these, and like, even those videos on Twitter where the politicians like, I didn't realize that this policy would actually kill people. You're like, ah, maybe read the stuff that you're about to sign. You fuckers. (laughs) Yeah. Or we had, um, Alice, we saw Alison Levy's one person show Mm -hmm. about her abortion. It was was great. Mm -hmm. Fucking fantastic. But she talks about at one point, prior to her abortion or whatever, but separately right. she was getting a medical procedure. Right. All these like <laughs> yeah. high-end doctors are like, there's an unidentified object in there. We can't figure out what it is. And one yeah. female nurse walks in and goes, oh, you have a tampon in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> unidentified object. Yeah. There's a tiny alien of a UFO on my pussy. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, it's in the place it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> such a good joke and but it's like so true i mean yeah i mean yeah. yeah just talking about like um how you're saying that no one kind of tells you what you know pregnancy is like and yeah again like we don't need there's so much about like our health that is like shrouded because it hasn't been concentrated on and hasn't been studied and you just feel crazy sometimes mm-hmm. you know well, how about the fact that pregnant women can't smoke weed because they just can't study it? So they're like, just don't. So for nine months, you're supposed to feel like shit and <laughs> nauseous and you can't have a joint. I think uh, Tess. Uh, I, mean, uh. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people smoked cigarettes and things turned out fine so and we're fine i will advocate yeah. for that yeah. Yeah. Lady old generation <laughs> that ran us to the ground <laughs> yeah. the, boom- the boomers are fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's no <laughs> lingering effects there whatsoever <laughs> i think it's cool yeah i love um that you made it while you were pregnant because i feel like there's this cool i don't know i i saw this movie called prevenge that this uh this director made and she wrote it and directed it and made it all while she was pregnant. And I was just like, fuck yes. I feel like it's just such a neat kind of like a uh, section to be in of, of people who, you know, while they're pregnant, like make a piece of art and that's just so specific to that time period. So it's kind of like neat to add you to that, you know, collection or whatever. <laughs> oh cool. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I feel very lucky that I got to do it with the true crime show too. Um, I was able to get a story about um, in Wisconsin, there's this law where pregnant people are basically 
if you are suspected to have done drugs while you're pregnant, um, they, they can criminalize you and put you in jail. Um, and yeah, and we talked to this woman who, um, well, I was able to do the piece partly, I think, because I like told the network I was pregnant when I was only like like, six weeks. And like Mm -hmm. when you're in your late thirties and forties, like your chance, it's like one in three miscarry. So I was like, I don't care. (laughs) I'm just going to tell them so that I can get this piece greenlit. (laughs) Um, because I don't think that they would have wanted to do like a piece of that, like so political, but, um, it's a really good one. And they were very supportive about it. Um, and it was, it was cool to like kind of use your pregnancy power, whatever that is, you know, cause you're so disempowered in pregnancy, but to use the mm-hmm. part that you are mm. where you can scare network execs into like <laughs> green lighting an episode about abortion. Cause you're like, you have to do it. <laughs> say it to my, say no to my belly. Say, say it. no to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, now that I have a guy inside me, I'm like actually getting work. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Having a dick inside you will do <laughs> your career. Yeah. Not the truth. If anyone says shit, you're just like, check out the sonogram. Yeah, yeah, check out the sonogram. Excuse me. So. You don't have to believe me, but believe him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all just were laughing and then we just got sad. Yeah. <laughs> Bummer. Just all running the saddest reels in our heads of all time. It's like, yeah. Yeah, would have been nice. Mm, all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you had to deal with like people? I know people come up with like touch pregnant. Is that like a thing that you've had to deal with? Or? Well, I've been kind of reclusive when I'm not working just because of, you know, yeah. monkeypox and COVID. And of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All the plagues. Yeah, yeah. all the plagues. Um, the various plagues. Um, yeah, I've had like three people though through my pregnancy who've like actually asked to touch my belly and two are friends and one is like my friend's husband and I, it was fine. Okay. But I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like a, I remember a woman before I got pregnant was very pregnant. She's like, touch it. And I was like, Ooh, what? yeah, like, it's not. Yeah, that's it, not yeah, it works the other way, too. Nobody should <laughs> yeah. touch a pregnant woman's belly without asking clearly. But also you shouldn't really put that on people if they haven't asked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like when once you get into like after like 37 weeks, this thing like moves like it's like it's yeah. not. I mean, it moves before then, but you can like see it from like across the room. Like you can Whoa. like if you're looking long <laughs> enough or like. If I have like cold water or sugar, he's like, he, it's like, it's, it's creepy. It's real creepy. Don't you sometimes see like a full foot just kind of punch through your belly kind of? I've had like elbow like that. (laughs) I mean, it's so, I know it's, it's terrifying. It really is like a horror movie. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea how this is going to go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like, but somebody could tell you, it's almost like when someone tells you like, you're, you know, to not date a shitty guy, like you can tell me as long as you want, but I'm not going to know until I have to like go through, <laughs> you know, being like pre- you're being pregnant. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I feel like I'm, really I'm sure there's stuff I- you could have never known. For sure. And I was, it's weird to say this because I think there's this like mythology around pregnancy and motherhood and it never resonated with me. Like, and I, and it's so, it's just so weird to be pregnant because it's like not something I ever envisioned. And the pregnancy so far I've been, has been very easy. The the physical that's pregnancy. Good. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been other stuff that's horrific. I'm not even going to get into, but um, the pregnancy has been easy. Um but it is weird to be so agnostic still and be like so close to having a baby. <laughs> and I, 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 yeah. I just, 
you know, yeah. I, and, and it is, I don't know. It's like also generationally, I guess I'm like, I guess this is like what you do. So I'm going to do it. But, you know, I think, I don't know. But more people need to be honest like that, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's sure, really yeah. harmful when we have this like Instagram version of motherhood and pregnancy and then people find themselves pregnant and there are all these surprises or make the decision to have a baby without knowing what they're actually going to be getting into. Yeah. And it's totally unfair to them. Yeah. yeah I mean, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I just, yeah, I feel like I have seen a lot more honesty around it lately, which I think is really refreshing and can only be helpful to like people who've been like, oh, I don't feel this way. And, you know, they're like, oh, no, I feel like, am I a bad person or something like that? It's just like, oh, no, this is probably a lot more natural than people know, but we're supposed to pretend it's all fucking rainbows and shit. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like there's this mythology that, like, girls come out of the womb wanting to put something else in their womb. Yeah. Now, my husband is a baby crazy one, and I love that. You know, he's going to yeah. be the mom, and we, I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish he could, like, breastfeed or, like, yeah, he he's – he, you know, and I don't think I would do it. I wouldn't. Do, I would definitely would not have done it without him. And I wouldn't have done it. Like I, I it took me thirty nine years. Uh, like what I started comedy in two thousand six. So it took me math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when was that? Thir- is that? Let's see. Sixteen. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen years. Sixteen years. It took yeah. me like sixteen years to be able to be like, I can do this. I can do this financially. You know, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. 16 years in comedy. And so I, you know, I, I wouldn't have done it till now. And I guess like, hopefully he's healthy and everything, but like, we're lucky that we were able to swing it mm-hmm. so far. Who knows? I, I'm also like, not to be super dark, but like, yeah. you don't know, you don't know yeah, until he's out. And then you don't know until the first year. And then you don't know until like they're every stage of this, like a friend of mine just had, um, they had a miscarriage and um, they were so sad about it, but I'm like, it's every, Every first of all, miscarriages are really, really common. Tons Incredibly common. Yeah. I yeah, talk about that in the show, but like it's like, okay, that one wasn't meant to be. And I'm not even like a fate person, but like literally that one wasn't like viable, you know. Mm-hmm. You'll either have you'll get pregnant again, or like it, like it, there there's never a moment where you won't worry once yeah. you have a kid. Right. So it's like, you know, they could every there's like every marker is just another thing to worry about sorry i burp a lot he's like ah. <laughs> but um yeah yeah <laughs> no my friend said it's kind of like that worry never goes away on the outside of your body you're just like okay yeah 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 so that's gonna be fun so it's kind of um, like the entertainment industry right <laughs> right okay <laughs> right yeah, yeah it could ruin your life at any moment or cool. yeah. it could be okay you just sometimes. never know yeah <laughs> you, you reach know. a certain level and then there's something else to worry about mm-hmm. cool yeah cool yeah. All right, we have to take a break, but we'll be back in a second. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And I'm Jenna. <laughs> does that, does that, did I do that okay? Great. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> we used to throw people in without um, even telling them. So I feel like we're doing a lot better now. I agree. Um, um, okay. We do not have the theme song for this game. So we're just going to go in cold. Um, these are the questions. Did you watch Inside the Actor Studio with James Lipton? Classic. We're going to ask, ask you the Bernard Pivo questionnaire. <laughs> oh, I don't even think I knew the name of it, which is like, wow, what a... 
If I, that's an actor, I'm assuming. This, or is, this? no, he, it was from his show Apostrophe de Culture. This is how much I watched inside the actor studios. I know the thing that James Lipton was referencing. Yeah. Wait, it's for okay. All right. It's from that, James that still Lipton didn't gave me no answers. James Lipton, <laughs> I told you exactly what you asked. James Lipton, it's from James Lipton got it from Bernard Pivot on his show Apostrophe de Culture. Which was a similar thing. He also interviewed actors and stuff too. Or? I guess. I don't know. Um, That's just what he always said to set it up. Okay. I mm. thought you were saying it was a show that James Lipton had been on. Oh, or sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. Jenna, what is your favorite word? No. <laughs> oh. Sorry. No. No, I don't know. That felt too vagina monologue Um <laughs> What's yeah. my favorite word? I've that one forever. <laughs> I, no, I guess, yeah, no No is pretty good. No mm-hmm. is a pretty good word. Yeah, no is a boundary. No is a sentence in itself. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm into I'm into that. I'll, yeah, I'll take, I'll, I'll should say that. no more often. I think yeah. I feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys gotten better at saying no? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. La- lately, I've realized like I'm just like oh my god, I'm spread so thin because I you know am bad at putting at, bad at not taking everything on. So I'm trying to like get better at it, but it's very hard. Thank you for saying that because I feel like everyone else is like I'm at a point in my life where I have boundaries, and I'm like that's cool. I. I, I can't sleep and I always feel like I'm missing out on something and I, <laughs> I always have people that I miss and I never seems to be enough. I don't know how you, how do you say no? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to add a bunch of O's onto it. Where's a no. Yeah. I guess it's like, if there's one word that like you need in the language, I would say it's that one, you know? So it's like, it's not my favorite word, but I feel like it's a crucial word. Well, yeah. it's funny, too, because I feel like, yeah, as women, we're never actually saying no. We're like, it'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, but I can't actually do that right now. <laughs> it would yeah. never actually be yeah. a no. <laughs> I know. And I like I have gotten just like a I remember once I asked someone to do a show and they just replied back. No, period. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a little put off by it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> see, that is it is like a little just the. <laughs> it's a funny it's funny word to have it's like just a blunt funny word yeah well, well and it's interesting because like kids babies learn no before they learned yes so it's, mm. it's like an interesting like it's a baby learning like not even knowing mm. your boundaries mm-hmm. are but needing mm. to be like no 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 like if a baby was just like yes yes that's a, that's a creepy baby it's <laughs> like give it towel to me like no <laughs> so it's a word it's like one of our first words but it's like important to get back in touch with the baby no <laughs> Ooh, the baby no yeah this is your ted talk <laughs> yes <laughs> no uh <laughs> are those still is it is it still like because if you do a TED Talk now, is it is it, is it still cool or no? Because so anyone can do they're them. They're dumb, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, there's two different kinds, right? There's like a real one, mm-hmm. and then there's like the TED Talk open mic, and you'll find yeah. a lot of like snake right. salesmen. Snake salesmen. I'm so tired, you guys. Um, yeah. There's a lot. You guys know what snake I mean. Snake oil. Snake oil. Charlton. Like t- snake like oil. TED yeah. Peoria or like whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Because. The only celebrity I care about is Ryan Heffington, the choreographer who I take dance class from, and he yeah. just did a TED Talk, mm. and it was fucking awesome, and I know that he wouldn't just do a Joe Schmo TED Talk. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Got yeah, because you'll you'll see some clips and you're like, ooh, this really fell off. Interesting. <laughs> They're just yeah. letting anybody do this. Okay. Maybe yeah. maybe they should have said no to the TED Talk open mic. Maybe maybe that's the thing they should have said no to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Jenna, what's your least favorite word? Um I I this sounds like cliche, but I guess we're now we're on the topic of yeah. these types of words. Mm-hmm. And I, I do say sorry a lot. And yeah. I was talking about this yesterday where when I was and I also have a slight speech impediment. So any S word is just like eh, mm-hmm. not great. I'm like sorry. Um, but I remember when I was little, like even when I was like playing tennis, if I hit the ball out, I would just instinctively say sorry, yeah. even if the other person got a point. And it's just like that. I just, I, and I also think when you say sorry too much, it like undermines your credibility. And so that, yeah, that's a word that also like, well, like, you know, mangle is like, like, there are like other words I just don't like because yeah. they're like, you know? yeah, a little too <laughs> visual. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I've never thought about ma- that. Now I feel bad saying mangle. It. Mangle. mangle. You can like say anywhere. It's a good word. I mean, it's- I- I, I like it as a word. I don't know. Now I'm on the opposite, I, I guess. It sounds like what it is, I guess. It's one of those words that sounds like what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds like it could be a delicious, like, f- maybe I'm just thinking mango. <laughs> yeah. Mango. You're thinking mango. Yeah. <laughs> and really, to eat a mango, you ha- to eat a mango, you have to mangle it. I mangled that joke. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the sorry thing's real, though. It's so weird because you don't even realize you say it. It's like, uh, it's like the like of of women. Oh, like <laughs> like. You hear Jacqueline Novak's like joke. It's one of the best. I can't do it justice, but you saw her show. No, I need to see it. Get on your knees. Oh, it's so good. I think it's one of the best shows I've seen in the past couple of years. It's so good. It's like two. It's like two solid shows. The one I saw, I saw it. I've seen it quite a few times, but um, she has this joke that I'm going to butcher. But it's just the idea that the word like she's putting that word in so that you can catch up to, to give you the time to catch up with her ah. intellect. <laughs> and like I, it's yeah. just yeah. so it's It's like so much of the show is, is really like flipping the script and recontextualizing all these things that we thought mm-hmm. were one way. And it's, yeah, it's so smart. It's like feminist and philosophical and really just so well done. Um, but I didn't like the word like, which I like in, um, Especially when I'm working out new material, I say it way too much. I've been on yeah. so many podcasts where I listen back and I'm like, oh, fuck, I said like so many times. I'm sure that's this one also. <laughs> I just say like so much. <laughs> well, you don't hear it yeah, while you're saying it. Totally. Either. I've listened back to like audio. Right, I just did it. Like I, I can't mm-hmm. stop. Anyway, I know. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I know. So like is definitely one of them. But sorry also because it's like, it's like, it's like, where did that come from? Where did sorry... How as a little kid was I just saying, and I grew up, I was I great parents and raised to be strong and yada, yada. But how did I just use sorry? How was sorry this default that I just kind of couldn't shake? And I, I don't know if I would be so worried about saying sorry so much if men said it an equal amount. Mm-hmm. Because they yeah. think the idea of asking for forgiveness for something genuinely, like a, a really apologizing for something is, is quite a profound and like graceful, lovely thing to do. But mm-hmm. it's, unless you've been accused of sexual assault, then 
you know, you can't ever apologize. No, <laughs> no. Well, no, because that would affect ticket sales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, but it's I, I don't. But it, I do we train little girls to say it more like, yeah, you're right. Where does that come from? <laughs> you have a little baby doll. And she's like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, sorry, like, 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 sorry. <laughs> it's been, it's been interesting. Some like, some like stuff. Um, Me and my boyfriend have been going through where I realized that at the base of it was that he has not been raised to have to accommodate other people. Mm-hmm. And I have. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it'll just come down to that where I realized that, I'm like, oh, you don't care about making everyone comfortable in this situation. And I do. And it's just like, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. So it's just so built in. And yeah, I don't know where the actual phrase, like, I'm sorry why we were saying it so much, but I'm sure that has something to do with it where it's like, oh God, I must make space for you and not me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're you're trying to be a good hostess in that moment <laughs> exactly. with that person. Yeah. Like, uh, can I get you a drink? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so true. And and I think that. And I don't know if some of it, maybe it is like a cultural thing of the way that we raise, you know, cisgender women at least. But um, but some of it might be that we're trained to be like, and maybe it's because we're terrified that someone's gonna kill us or kidnap us. But we're trained to be like more attuned to like the underlying. Uh, behavior of people or de-escalate and yeah or Mm de-escalate yeah so I think that we're just like so keyed into like that wavelength that Mm -hmm. that for us it's almost like a dog whistle that like some men can't hear yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like I'm always just like reading what everyone is feeling at once and he's just like I'm upset and it reads on his face (laughs) and he doesn't have to do anything yes okay It's like hosting a comedy show, except it's your life at all times. It's like, no, yes. just keep the vibes good, baby. Right. Just yeah. Yeah. bring out Let's, the next one. I'm it's invisible. Like, it's great. It, it's basically that guy that goes on a hike playing music out of a boom box. Like, you kind of would love to be that guy. Yeah, I'd love to be that guy. Whereas we go on a hike just carrying mace and like everything. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not here. Don't. Yeah, don't I'm not here. Don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just. Silent in the woods, <laughs> the woman's story. Uh. <laughs> okay, Jenna, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Um, I think getting to collaborate with people who uh, who um, have a similar sensibility. I mean, isn't that everyone? Just getting to work on things with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? I don't know. No, I was just thinking like projects that I've worked on where I just feel like I'm like the luckiest person. And that's when I get to kind of work with people who get it. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, when you have that feeling of almost like you're in a tennis match and like you're just volleying and like kind of being or, in the zone with other people. I definitely played tennis for too long. So I would say that's not the right. Okay. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> My husband I and I quote unquote play tennis, no, but we literally no. just like. 
I got, I just got a flash like South Jersey girls tennis and like the drama and the, <laughs> and the stage moms being like, that ball was out. Like, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm a thousand percent watching this reality show, South Jersey girls tennis. Oh gosh. Yeah. I got to write something about it. It was so funny. It was such a funny thing to have done. Um, but I think like, uh, okay, it's a dumb example. Cause I worked on Borat, the new Borat, um, but I was thinking of like in terms of you saying like creatively turned on and just working with people that like that like were like yeah you want to like put a period dance into a <laughs> studio film like that kind of shit you're like I can't I, I'm pinching myself right and, yeah. like those were moments like the pregnancy crisis center scene too it's like those were moments where like I can't believe we're allowed to do this I can't believe we're allowed to do this nothing is more fun than like fucking with these people and then just being able to like I that to, that is what and then I've done stuff on Adult Swim um so where like uh it, it just the level of creative insanity that they used to let you get away with that to me is like I've never had more fun I did this show um my friend Anuvalia who's a director she directed our like pilot for this show on Adult Swim and the creative freedom that they gave us. Like, I feel guilty even talking about it. Cause I don't think that that will like ever exist again. Um, but it was just so, so satisfying on every level. And I remember this is so dark, but like when we wrapped that shoot, I was like, I hope I don't die tomorrow, but if I did, I'd like maybe be okay. <laughs> like yeah. um, just so, and I've done projects where, I'm just naming them now, but like when, when I was in production of the daily show, there was this piece that we did where we just got to, to like, sorry to say like, but troll this, there was a chemical spill in um, Charleston, West Virginia. And the pitch was um, that the water, the toxic water was turning Republicans into, into Democrats. It was, like a, it was a toxic Avenger parody. And I just, I, all I needed was one Republican who now wanted water protections for the piece to work. Mm-hmm. And we found this woman, Cindy, I'm blanking on her last name, super nice, kind of ditzy. I did feel very bad for what we did to her, but at the same time, she's like an elected official. Yeah. yeah. But we basically, game, yeah. we were able to get her to act out her own chemical contamination and do a reenactment in a hotel room. And it looked as if we were shooting a porn with her (laughs) and I got her running through the woods and we filmed like and and she was very like uh busty so I felt but we filmed her and she's this politician running through the woods and like her boobs it's just like the whole thing (laughs) and then and then there was like other stuff I wanted her to do but she wouldn't do it but she had a black suit on and there happened to be a Nordstrom's or something next door Mm -hmm. so I just said get like get whatever black suit you have I put it on. I put on a toxic Avenger mask and a tutu and I did all the moves she didn't want to do. Yeah. So I, we had like coverage of her evolving into the toxic Avenger. It was just still, I mean, it didn't go viral. I don't think enough people really appreciated that piece, but I remember flying back from West Virginia and thinking if this plane crashes, I just hope that someone makes sure the footage is safe so we can have people see this, which is a crazy thought. But it, that to me is like when you're in like the flow state, yeah. And you're getting to do this creative fuckery. Yeah. Um, that is my favorite thing. I'm so impressed with some of the segments that I've seen of yours where like, you're one of those people that can go into a crazy situation and like, you can keep your poker face and like, 
You mean the McAfee shit where he yeah. like, had the gun? Yeah. yeah. Like, how how do you do Stupidity. that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know. I, I, that's not a real gun. <laughs> <laughs> do you kind of just have to tell yourself that? Uh, with him in particular, I... I thought he's running for office. He's not going to shoot me. I didn't. There was a moment and we, we, it was dumb. We didn't get coverage of it, but he had five armed men. And at one point when I was asking him about sexual assault allegations, Mm -hmm. I looked up and a guy was literally had the gun like resting, but he was like pointing it at me. I don't know if the guns were loaded, but I mean, you can see in the footage footage when I said, like, I think at, at a point, I don't know if I apologize, but there's this moment where, I was like, okay, could you please not? It was, it, it, yeah. Or hypothetically, please don't shoot. It was something very de-escalating and weird. But it, the guy had a gun and he was pointing it at me. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's honestly just stupidity and um, naivete. <laughs> <laughs> For real, I think that that's like what protects people. Unfortunately, you know, it's um. Hmm. Well, there's something, I guess that's kind of like when you're. It's like there's something kind of like youthful about that, right? Like you kind of are like. I'm yeah, just going to go play with fire it. and see. You just yeah. have to do it. And I overthink so much, but in that situation, I was. Yeah, you have to like shut off um, all those receptors. Blissfully sort of. naive, yeah. <laughs> what What was that for? I haven't seen, I haven't seen that. Uh, that was for the the second um, installment of that adult film show. Oh, okay, cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I got very lucky. Adult Swim has this horrible reputation of like being shitty to women. Yeah. Or just not producing women's projects and they didn't for so long and i actually i have a book coming out in april and i talk about this a little bit in the book um but after mike lazo who was the head of the network got called out um one of his uh executives at adult swim had seen a web series i did i had done years ago and they reached out to see if i wanted to do something you know it's that whole thing of like we need i guess we need women now that we're being called out right yeah yeah um but they were so, they were so cool to me. And I got, I got really, really, really lucky. And I understand that it's lucky because the, I don't know if you know Variety Shack. Um, it's, it was a sketch group. It was Heather Lawless, Chelsea Peretti, um, Shanali Bomek and Andrea, um, oh my God, Andrea Rosen. And they were so, so, so funny. And they had a pilot on Adult Swim that didn't get picked up. And there were a bunch of really funny women that just didn't get their due there. So I, it was like bittersweet that I got to do this really cool project, but also knowing that I was like kind of like a token. Um, Mm -hmm. But the, but that said, what we got to do was awesome. And um, yeah, that's, it's so great that you were able to make that show. And it just sucks that like, you have to feel bad about it in any way because other women, you know, it's just like, oh, God we damn always it. have to feel bad. Well, I know, exactly. <laughs> That's, That's what I mean. Sorry. It's like, of course, <laughs> of course, I always go with this with my therapist where she's like, oh, so you can't win. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, so that show was a fever dream. It also, I remember when they asked me, they were, they asked me if I wanted to do a version of the New York times wedding videos that I was parroting. And it was after the 2016 election and there was a show that they had on their network called Million Dollar Extreme, which was this alt-right comedy show that oh just, mm. it was, it's so scary. I don't know if the, the clips are still up, but there was like a, there was a clip where one of the punchlines was a guy just shooting a woman in the face. It just Jesus was, Christ. 
Yeah, it was before alt-right was a term. Yeah. It was a show that was really popular because I do think ironic sexism and ironic racism were really big in 2014 on the internet yeah, before were. before mm-hmm. Trump. People didn't really take it seriously. Gamer get all that shit. Yeah. And so I just was at that time I met with Mike Lazo and Matt Harrigan, who ended up being my executive, who's awesome. And I was just like, I want to make your I want to make your demographic not hate us. So the show became self-focused, mm-hmm. which was segments where we did a segment on campus rape but the mm-hmm. but we kind of it was kind of like Nathan for you but using like social justice issues to try to teach guys to not rape us or hate us yeah <laughs> and the second episode which was the funniest thing which has the McAfee interview we did this pranky piece about um sexual harassment and gaming and the pieces are so fun because they're, they're a funny mm-hmm. first and foremost so the trolls don't even really get yeah that they're like is she fucking like yeah. you, those the, the funny thing about internet trolls is they they don't want to seem like they're not in on the joke so if you're actually right. meeting them with comedy that kind of makes their it scrambles their brain <laughs> mm-hmm. um and we were going to do a third episode right before the pandemic and we had a really funny segment on revenge porn that i really wish we could have shot um and another interview that we were trying to get Giuliani for over that. Oh <laughs> um, but then the, the, the show, uh, because it was a casualty of the pandemic and then Mike Lazo stepped down, he retired. And so um, adults from just kind of that project kind of went away. Mm. Um, but it was really fun while it lasted. Yeah, yeah, I loved totally. it. You did some great stuff. Yeah, I mean, can what, you watch you just... it online still? Or oh, I ha- I threw it? everything online. I put awesome. everything okay. online, and then there were a couple segments that that they that never aired. We did a segment on the trans anti trans bathroom bills that I just put it on my Instagram. I don't oh, give cool. a fuck. I, <laughs> it's online. Okay. If you Google me and trans bathroom, that piece was really good. Patty Harrison was in it. There were a bunch of other Obsco was in it. Um, we got a, like a transphobic politician to basically we walked him through the whole the it was it maybe was a little problematic, but I had like 20 other people that I consulted that were like, it's not problematic. But there's this one professor who's like, it's problematic. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, but we got this like transphobic politician to basically pr- he was like, women's bathrooms are under attack. And we're like, well, then you need to protect us. And so we had him be like bathroom bill. And then, <laughs> but it's like, but you know, you you can't you can't stand in front of a woman's bathroom and like like a guy, you look scary. We need to make you look less scary. Right, so we're right. gonna like basically <laughs> give you a makeover and have you wear a shawl and like put you in the bathroom. And we did all we really just fucked with him so hard. But at a certain point, I was like hoping that there would be some resistance, and that's where the comedy would come from. But mm-hmm. he never at any point resisted and so it just became like oh my god am i just bullying this man but he's he was also on the ballot this year his name's don grunman he was on the ballot like he's still running for office um and everybody in the segment i mean it was pretty fun it was like we don't ever call it out but it was a lot of different trans comedians just fucking with him and we had a really good time it's amazing wait (laughs) didn't you what was the thing you did with blow-up dolls the blow up dolls was uh, the campus rape segment. They were not, they were sex dolls. They weren't blow up dolls. They were, they were like, Oh, like the this is really cr- So yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this is really creepy. I maybe we'll cut it, but 
Maybe we'll cut it. Like I have, like I have fun with that. <laughs> 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 she thinks she does. <laughs> All right, whatever. I'll just tell you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys know your audience. Yeah. But um, so these sex dolls, I forget the name of the company, but we ordered three of them. We wanted them to look different shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. And so I forget who our costume or our art director ordered three dolls to the studio and um Jacqueline Novak was writing on it. And I think like, I got like a text, like come down to the whatever. And I don't know if it was she who discovered, it, I forget who discovered it, but one of the, one of the sex dolls actually came with an intact hymen. Oh God. It was like a rub. It was like rubber, or like silicone. And, and like the others didn't, the others didn't. So it's a choice. Oh man. That's but you didn't know like we just ordered three different dolls right. and one I thought was just petite I didn't know yeah so that was weird Whoa. I know oh, I know oh yeah you guys right I know also okay I'll just say it maybe we will cut this <laughs> I didn't, don't think I had a hymen <laughs> Well, I'm sure you did. I, I mean, just, you I did. Remember mine. You did it. I, I yeah. like there. I nothing popped. Let's just say that there was no Same. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Confetti. Yeah. 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 I know. I never was like riding a bike and then was like, oh, what's that? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 yeah it's like a hymen's like Santa Claus. It's like whatever. I don't remember not believing it at any. I feel like it's the opposite of like finding the clit. It's like it. It barely exists, but. You can, I don't know. I don't know what And also different generations, maybe like earlier generations just like didn't like run around as much or. Yeah. Something. Oh, that's true. Because we weren't around, allowed to ride bikes until like a hundred years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah that's probably yeah. a lot to do with it. They just kept us literally on a shelf so that like serious cells just like never dissipated from our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just those, just those ones. Oh, <laughs> Keep her in a glass cage so her hymen's intact. Well, I mean, yeah, because how is the doll's dad supposed to know if she's pure? That's true. (laughs) Okay, we got to take a break. We'll be back. (laughs) Hey, everybody. We're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And I'm Jenna. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so creepy every time. Jenna. Jenna. Um, we're going to do some lady problems. Y'all give us a ring at 323-6-BUTT-30 or email us at ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com. Hi ladies, I'm 31. My boyfriend of four years is 27. He's the best guy you could dream up. So considerate, compromises for me constantly. He's such a fun and cool guy. And two months ago, I had no problems whatsoever. I live in his home country. We've been living together for two years and my visa will expire next year. There are ways I could stay with us without us getting married, but we're talking about it seriously and I was fully gung-ho until I went home to the States last month. 
I saw a friend of mine who I have a history with and have slept with before I ever met my boyfriend. I developed a little crush, and right before leaving, we basically did everything up to cheating. I know it was still probably cheating. I didn't kiss him or fuck him, but I did let him kiss my neck and straddled him at one point. I'm completely shocked by my behavior and don't recognize myself. These horny feelings for my friend have completely thrown my relationship with my excellent boyfriend into question. Yes, our sex life is not super frequent after four years, once or twice a month. But other than that, I can't think of any flaws. Should I take this as a red flag for our future? Or am I being an idiot and cock-blocking my future happiness with a genuinely great guy? So she's like, should I... Okay, so it's not just a sex thing with this guy. Well, I think it depends on what country. Ah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I mean, not America is pretty good. But. I was not expecting that answer, but yeah. <laughs> like if you're in a free healthcare country. Yes. I feel like I've totally did this one time. The the I I when I was like in my twenties, I had one of these where you're like you're not get you do a weird. It's, it would be better if you just made out with a person. Yeah, or she just hooked up with him and got out of her system. Yes, yes, got, yes. She's not married. You, know, you mean, so, you mean it'd be better if she did it and stayed with the ex? Or what do you no, mean? the dry humping, I think, did her no favors. Yeah, the oh, dry, I the see. straddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you yeah. might as she well. She needs to like, have sex it. with him and see if it yeah. feels right. <laughs> yeah, no, it yeah. is kind of like, all right, what's the point? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm definitely, I'm somebody who lately, like, <laughs> I especially... I don't think that monogamy is for everybody. I certainly, I don't think it's necessarily natural for human beings to only want to fuck one person for the rest of their life, you know? Um, so I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with you that you had sexual feelings towards someone else. I mean, that mm-hmm. is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, what she's asking, like, should she tell him? Is that the, the real question? Well, should she, and she's like thinking about marrying this guy in an un- unknown country. Yeah, oh, and, I see. Okay, and, right, right. and everything's great with that guy, but then like she almost hooked up with this guy from her past that like she got pretty hot and horny for. Yeah, so I think it's like, is she? So like, do I? Yeah, end should... the relationship. I mean, you don't. I don't know. I don't want to put my cards on the table, but she should definitely fuck the guy from America. She should. <laughs> read about some school shootings and weigh her options about where she wants to raise a family. <laughs> she should not tell the guy in Liechtenstein or wherever he is. <laughs> Just don't tell him, figure it out. You're not married to him. You know, you're, you're still dating. He hasn't, he hasn't proposed to you. There's not like that level of con like, you know, like verbal commitment, you mm-hmm. know, wh- how does she, what if he doesn't want to marry her? You don't know. Well, I think it's also, a- like, she kind of said, we don't have any other problems aside from the fact we have sex once or twice a month, but I think that there is something there that you're saying, which is that we're not as sexual yeah. as we want to be. That's why I was sexual with someone else. So yeah. that's, like, if you want to be with this partner, which I think you definitely still can be, even though you had this, like, fuck up or whatever you want to call it, you need to observe, like, is our sexual relationship something we want to work on? Like... What is that? What does that look like for us? Because if I'm not satisfied there, guess what? You're going to do this again and because you're not feeling satisfied. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, why did this, ha- did this happen? Because you, yeah, you're sexually also, you unsatisfied. you shouldn't get married before 38. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 or you shouldn't get yeah. tattoos until you're 30 and you shouldn't get yeah. married until you're 38. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and honey, I learned how to skateboard when I was 31. So like, just don't even... <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I agree totally. Like, don't beat yourself up, certainly, either way. Mm. I also feel like I'm getting the vibe of, like, I don't know, this is dismissive maybe, kind of, but, like, I feel like she is young, which makes me agree, like, just fuck the guy in America. Like, also, I don't know why, but it feels like the fact that he's in a different country is, like, kind of a loophole. (laughs) Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about any. I don't know how I feel about that because I think if these genders were reversed, we'd all be like, "Fuck this guy," you know. Like this is like you know, have a fucking conversation with this woman that is like you've built a relationship with for four years and right. like built a yeah. life with. And I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to give her a, a pass just because she's just just because she's a gal with with this stuff. I mean, I mean, I, and I don't think you've done anything wrong either, but I do think it is like worth it to be like, what have you, why did this happen? And really thinking mm-hmm. about it. There's a I great, that's the yeah. Big, yeah. Yeah. There's a great book um, Esther Perel wrote called The State of Affairs, Rethinking Infidelity that I'd highly recommend you checking out. It's, it's really great. And it's just like um, Esther Perel's a, 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 a therapist, psychologist that is like, interviewed hundreds of thousands of couples over her long career and like you know cheating and like the the idea of that it happens very very often but it's usually because like also women are like we're bred to be people pleasers we've talked a lot about in this episode and I think sometimes you get in a situation where you like you you don't even know what you want because you've just been so conditioned to like please and to go along and to make yourself small that then when you like are then you do something crazy outside of like what how you perceive yourself to be because in that because you you needed a, a something an action to move something in some direction so it doesn't necessarily mean that this relationship's over but that version of the relationship before that happened is over and now you need to confront some mm-hmm. reality of that relationship and find out if that is something that is worth moving through or like something about how you guys communicate needs to change, I think. So you think she needs to tell the guy in Europe? Or I'm assuming I, it's Europe. I don't, I don't know, know that she needs to tell yeah. him about the cheating thing. I think that she needs to, like, I don't know if she needs to tell him about that, but I do need think they need to like have a very honest, you know, I hate the phrase come to Jesus, but they need to have a very honest conversation about their relationship and their future and their sex life and like where they see like like I feel like it's very easy in a relationship to like not have very serious conversations about the future and what you actually want your future to look like Mm -hmm. and you know um I think it's like maybe you guys are like moving in a direction that you don't actually want and this was your way of trying to blow it up or like try to force something that you wouldn't have just brought up naturally because it's hard to have those conversations but like what if it is like I kind of a little bit from what she wrote got it that it was like maybe like just a guy that she kind of has good chemistry with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel mm-hmm. like I from what she's writing about like her current partner like it doesn't I'm not getting like oh it's yeah. really she's saying really wonderful things about this guy in Norway or whatever but mm-hmm. I <laughs> If it's Norway uh, keep him. If it's Norway yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you know, there are. I feel like especially as like somebody that you have a past with, or like yeah, yeah. you've always been kind of flirty with. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you that saying? Happened, but what are you saying? Like to like, me, that isn't yeah. like necess- That may have not been like necessarily acting out mm-hmm. so much as mm-hmm. like kind of just acting on like a natural attraction. Yeah, but I think that that's both. Maybe you know, like yeah. she was acting on a natural attraction, but because she's in a committed thing, it was sort of you know she was still making that choice. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I guess it, I think there's kind of a distinction between like, are you doing this to sabotage something mm-hmm. or are you doing this because maybe you didn't set a boundary that you normally would have set or like. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think figuring out which of those is true for you might kind of give you some clarity. Like if mm-hmm. you are doing mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, in either way, I don't think you necessarily need to tell him, but you're definitely in a place where you need to. Yeah, have some major discussions and kind of figure out what you want from this. And Yeah, exactly. And you say that there's like ways for you to stay without getting married. I would do that if you are staying. Like don't yeah. rush into a marriage out of like a moment of like guilt or feeling like a, a bigger thing needs to happen right now. Like clearly there's still like something inside of you that you need to reckon with and figure out in this and for yourself. Yeah. And you have time, little one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Really exactly. I just remember being 30 and being like, oh my God, I'm 30. Yeah. And then like that whole decade from 30 to 39, 39 now. Mm-hmm. I mean, from like, you know, yeah, it, it, it only pretty much got better. And, you yeah. know, I'm out of the running for anything because I'm like pregnant and I, I'm, at, I'm not in my body. But I just remember being like 38 and being like, I feel like I'm 28, you know, and I think that there's this mythology especially when you're like from like 25 to like 31 or 30 where you're just like, I'm old eh." Mm -hmm. and it's so not true. Mm -hmm. It's just so not true. And it's such a waste. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of energy. Yeah. Yeah. We also just thought we were going to die for like two and a half years. So, you know, there's there's also that that. you can also act, you can also, you know, everyone is like acting a little crazy right now because they're alive. So, you know, that cut yourself a little bit of slack with in that, in that regard too. But I think, yeah, I think, try to really understand like what's going on for yeah sure. i mean good luck yeah. yeah but don't beat yourself whatever you do yeah. don't beat yourself up like it no. happened it is what it like deal with it but don't beat yourself up yeah. and you don't need to tell him because that's also a weirdly selfish thing sometimes when you do something kind of dumb mm-hmm. yeah i think it's, partner, like, it, it's like use it for information you deal for with yourself it. yeah but yeah he doesn't yeah need to know that yeah, well, I think especially, be- I mean, I think in that respect, like, the everything but the approach kind of did serve her mm-hmm. because there was no penetration. I think... Even though, like, the next stuff is almost way more intimate I than know. sex, but yeah. it's fine. Look, we all tell ourselves <laughs> what we have to tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the emotional fair where you're like, I'm not going to have sex. If you just had sex, you'd be like, you know, and been done with it. But it's fine. It's all good. Just, um, you'll figure it out, you know. Yeah. 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 I'm so much worse. Brand like Brandy was like a th- like a legitimate therapist. <laughs> question, in all honesty, and I'm like, what country is it? <laughs> no, no, no. We give we do we do all yeah we do all this shit on here. <laughs> I just yeah I just wanted to you know that that's a book that I've read and it, it's I found it incredibly helpful and I always just want to plug it. So, um, all right, we got one more. Hey, ladies, I have a non problem problem. Um, during the summer, my boyfriend pre-proposed, meaning that he gave me a heads up that we are getting proposed, or I am getting proposed too, that we will be getting engaged soon, which makes sense. We've been together for six years. Like, come on, dude. But ever since he pre-proposed, every time we go out, I am dressed to the nines because I'm assuming this could be it. This could be the moment. And I have a best friend who's a photographer. So I'm like, <laughs> every time we go out, I'm Kelsey somewhere in the bushes. Is she 
somewhere waiting to capture a big moment in my life. And so far, no, we've done a road trip. We've gone on vacation and I packed on my cutest outfits and my hair was so cute and I looked so ready to go and nothing so far. So I guess my problem or my question is, how do I chill the fuck out and how do I just let this happen on its own time? And, um, or how do I expedite this? Like, come on, it's six years. Like, I know it's coming. So, like, what if, I don't know, our anniversary is like in a month. So maybe I just need to, like, chill. But do you have any tips on, like, how to, like, not be, I don't know. I don't even know what I am at this point. Um, please help. <laughs> Thank you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> I think our brains have been colonized by like the wedding industrial complex. And, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I remember like, dur- like I never envisioned myself getting like the pandemic made me so basic. I was like, and I was like, I'm never getting married and like, I'm not having kids. And now I'm like a total like basic breeder <laughs> bitch. But um, <laughs> I do remember. So my partner is incredible for many, many reasons. He's not the most romantic. And that's great because I've also been love bombed. I've been with really romantic guys and those guys end up being like narcissist fuckwads. And so um, I remember during the pandemic, we got engaged, but it was like, first time he proposed, he texted me the day before Biden won. And he was like, if Biden wins, do you want to get married? I'm like, you're texting me from the other room. Are you proposing? Yeah. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, and I, it became for someone who's not like, I don't think, I didn't think I was cheesy, Mm -hmm. but, um, or like that I even wanted that, but even I like succumbed succumbed to this weird idea. So I, I, I get where you're coming from. One thing that weirdly accelerated it. I did Google like engagement rings, um, once and then like every time on my computer were just like pictures of rings <laughs> so like yeah <laughs> anytime he looked at my computer he was like ah! um <laughs> and he didn't end up proposing with a ring which is actually good because I got like what I wanted I'm not wearing it now because my fingers are swollen but um you know I would just say I don't know try to chill out at a certain point if it's like more than six months you could just be like dude come on yeah but it's weird. It's the weirdest thing too, because it's like some women propose to their, if they're in heterosexual relationships, will put propose to men. Like there's just so, there's so much cultural shit on top of it. It's really hard to actually know how you really feel about all this. Mm-hmm. Um, all that matters is that there's this person that you're excited to um, build a life with and, you know, hold on to that. But it's, to- it's a totally, it's just such a weird time. Cause you're like, it's just weird, but don't worry about like not looking cute. I mean, this guy's going to marry you. <laughs> you don't yeah, have to look it's cute. It's just I mean, going to be your, your most engaged Instagram post of all time. Don't who are you looking cute for? Yeah. Is it the ex-boyfriends? Who are you trying to look cute for? She's looking cute for the, yeah. yeah, the internet. Yeah. She wants to look cute in her engagement photos. Like I get it. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think too. That's what like, Photoshop is for. <laughs> yeah, throw why a filter. Do a photo shoot? Yeah, why don't you do a photo shoot in front of a green screen so you just have the looks that you want, and you could put those in a, in a couple different poses, and then you could just put those in or have a graphic designer friend to just like put those in later, so that you can just wear pajamas on your next date. And yeah, have, and there you go. That's fix the engagement post. Yeah, um, yeah I mean. Are you, but like, I think also like to that point, like you, uh, 
acknowledge that you're making the choice. Like you want this to be a surprise, right? Like if you didn't want it to be a surprise, you would have proposed to him or you would have been like, don't surprise, but where are you going to do it? Let's do it here. Like you're doing this because that's part of what you want, right? So like I had to, I wanted to be surprised. I didn't want to propose to my husband. And so like, or, you know, like I wanted to be surprised, but I went through the exact same thing because there's also like the practical element of like, I didn't discuss with Sean, like whether to do it publicly so there's like the practical element of like, you're constantly like, am I, is Ashton Kutcher about to jump out? Like it's unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Like be, when you don't know like the manner in which it's going to happen, you kind of are just like on high alert all the time. And it's very strange. It's um, a really so, funny place to be in. Yeah. So like, but maybe if like that kind of makes you nervous, like if you don't want to be proposed to at a restaurant, like tell them that, like if you want it to happen at home, tell them that so you can like take that off. Yeah. Plate. Jumbotron, yes or no? Um, just let it. <laughs> yeah. There's like certain things. Yeah, we need like a checklist. Is it okay? <laughs> Jumbotron. Um, yeah. Do we have, is there a flash mob? Like, what's, what do you want and not want from this? Yeah. <laughs> and like also planning a wedding if you're going to do a big wedding is so exhausting. Like, get your rest now. Just relax. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. Oh, God. Weddings. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, can she ask him for any sort of, because I know we don't want him to, we don't want her to get the surprise ruined, but like, yeah, yeah, that's so tough. I feel like if he could take some kind of option out of the running, like, look, I'm not going to do it when we go out to eat or something like, great. Then exactly. you just know at least that that's not something that you're, you know. But it is funny anytime they do something like a road trip. She's like, I better get my yeah. nails done. I yeah. did the same thing. <laughs> Cut to 20 years later. She's like. <laughs> hey. No, I remember Tess, you going through that same thing and you were like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I remember you said like he would like you were at a, like a vista and he like paused and you thought it was the moment. And I like, literally was about to shit my pants. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get engaged right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he was like. <laughs> The van on the way here really made me car sick. And I was just like. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Cool. And it was my birthday. <laughs> but yeah, just try to chill. And like, if you can take away any options, if, if you're going to be okay with that, do that. And you know, it's going to be great when it happens. So maybe, maybe watch his stubble situation. If he's like, if he's looking oh, unkempt, yeah, if he's looking unkempt, then maybe you'll be okay. But if he's like clean shaven, then, you know, do, do what you gotta watch. do. Yeah. 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 Heart monitor. Then you can like feel if he's nervous. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pulse. Check his pulse. Obsessively. <laughs> Um, get some, install some cameras inside the whole house so you see if he's hiding, you know, hiding rings anywhere. I think just like put a... Read his Google history. Yeah, put a tracker <laughs> on <Yeah>. him. <laughs> Hack his email, absolutely. I just love how we're giving her the worst advice. Fuck <laughs> yes. someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck someone yeah. else from a yes. different country. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just breathe on his neck or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah you're fine like it's he's the guy's gonna you're propose fine. to you he's gonna he already told you he's getting a ring you're gonna be fine and then yeah then you have a wedding to plan so yeah. everything's gonna be great congratulations mm -hmm. yeah yeah no but it will be like it'll it, you're fine well we don't know 
you know, statistically, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we don't know. Um, Jenna, you're so great. Tell everybody Aww. where they can watch the new special and just anything else you want to shout out. Cool. Thank you guys so much. It was so nice to talk to all of you. This is great. Yeah. Um, the special will be on Peacock this Friday, which is September 30th. This will come out after uh, that. Tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. It's it's out. It's out now on Peacock. If you don't have Peacock, I think you can get like a free trial of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a true crime show called Indefensible coming out on AMC Plus October 27th. And those episodes will also be like a dollar or two on Amazon. Um, and then I actually, I this is all, you know, the past two years of work that I haven't really talked about but i have a book coming out in april called not funny and it's actually about um the last 15 years i've spent in comedy here i'll show you hold on oh awesome congratulations that's amazing oh so cool yeah i mean so i'm excited about this i'm excited for like you guys just for my demographic of female comedy comrades to read it because it really is um you know I, i remember reading bossy pants my favorite part about bossy pants was um when Tina talked about working at SNL and the advice mm-hmm. that she, I remember this thing that Lauren had told her, which is like, never tell a crazy person they're crazy. And just kind of like the work advice. And that was my favorite part of that book. So mm-hmm. I just kind of try to do that with moments from my career, um, starting in Chicago to now. Um, yeah, I don't name names, but I do talk about people without naming them. But I know you guys will know. We'll know who they're talking about. Yeah, we'll know. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to read this yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> the, the booker who thought that women wearing high heels on stage were, like, hmm. would tune out every time. We know who that is, you know? So it's like, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Loves his hats. Uh, That's a yeah. fun little extra game for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys Galley's copies if you want. But this yeah, is coming out April 18th. Awesome. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for hanging with us. Thank you all so much. It was really nice. <laughs> and Arms we will Jenna. see you, listeners, next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. everybody. Three, two, three, six but 30. It's six but 30 somewhere. I'm just sitting over here cackling at the fact that babies rip out your pelvic floor like the Home Depot machine. And I just had my fourth baby, and my pelvic floor is suffering and let me just say i wish home depot had a machine that i could go in and just ask them to fix it on up for me but alas i guess i'll just continue pelvic floor therapy hi ladies i was listening to your latest episode with aaron lampart and i got to the lady problem at the end And I have thought about reaching out to you with a very similar situation in my own life. My husband is 12 years older than myself, and we were having a lack of intimacy as well. And I absolutely agree, ladies. I actually paused your advice so that I could call you right away. Communication is a huge, huge part of it, and that was an issue for us for a very long time. And then once we worked through that, we figured out that not only was our communication an issue, and we are working on that together, but he had low testosterone. So it could be a medical thing um, between increase and better communication. We also have uh, some medication that helps out. So, you know, communication was the first step, and uh, you've got this. It's It can be a rough road, but uh, stick with it. It's, it's worth it. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. 
Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy, and give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.